Hello. <clears throat> Before I read this, this article to my listeners, I will explain why I wrote this letter. My boyfriend contacted cancer in 1995 and had undergone treatment. And at the time of the letter, he was in remission. Those of you who have listened to the podcast, Gone But Not Forgotten, know he left this world in 2011. He had changed. A letter to a lost love. It's like looking through a keyhole into hell. They were your words, not mine. You said them when you were suffering from the after effects of chemotherapy drugs. The powerful drugs left your body so weak that you couldn't eat and you suffered. Oh, how you suffered. There were ulcers in your mouth which continued down to your stomach. And after every treatment, you vomited for hours. Your eyes became bloodshot and dull and you lost all your shiny red hair. Then the weight fell off of you and you dropped from a healthy 80 kilos to less than 50. For a while, I thought you would die, but it wasn't your time and you recovered. Or did you? My darling, what happened? Your mind has changed. Before long, the world you knew and loved became terrifying to you. You imagine people conspiring against you and spying on every move you made. You kept your bedroom light turned off and didn't come out of your room for days, just in case they were out there watching. How can you think these thoughts? You haven't done anything bad. You're not a criminal. So why think these thoughts? You didn't seem to understand that your mind was trapping you. Suddenly, normal everyday people became your enemy. If someone tried to talk to you, you would cross the road to avoid them. Darling, nobody was spying on you. People aren't like that. Oh, how I mourn for the man you used to be. Lively and loving. Instead, you lived in a tortured world of delusions and imaginings. Why couldn't you see the madness of your mind? I tried to help you break away. But instead, you sank into deeper depression rejected my help. Helpless, I watched in horror as you yielded to your tortured soul. One day you tore up all your music. All those hours practicing on your guitar were now in shreds and you rejected your talent. At first, the guitar had been a novelty to you and it amused you to watch my short fingers trying to reach around the fretboard. So you asked if you could try. Playing the guitar was natural for you and your fingers took to the frets with ease. Now it was all gone and you have thrown away the gift of creating beautiful music. While you were destroying your work, you were screaming like a lunatic, blaming your father for your unhappy life. Maybe he was part of the problem, but it was far more than that. Then you stopped talking to me and turned away when I tried to give you love. It's as though you were blaming me for your madness. Finally, you went to live in a different town. At first, I thought you would be okay, but no, it was not to be. The illness followed you. You even sold your car because you thought they would come and get you. Again, I tried to reach out to help. I even phoned a psychologist who suggested you might benefit by visiting her. You never turned up. Was it possible an evil entity had entered your soul? Your delusions seemed to stem from that one dreadful night in hospital when the morphine made you panic. In your imagination, you believed there was, that you were responsible for the end of the world. 
You thought people were coming to kill you. Every sound became the enemy. Even car doors slamming on the road outside were guns going off. And when you heard a lift door close, you screamed in terror as you thought the gunmen were coming down the corridor to get you. It was hard to pacify you. The nurse couldn't calm you, so they rang me, and I arrived to find you in a real panic. Perspiration was streaming down your face, and you had pushed yourself up to the top of the bed, yelling, No, don't let them near me. Your eyes were bulging in terror, and it chilled me to the bone. Thankfully, the sister administered a sedative, which helped you sleep, and over the next half an hour, I managed to ease your fears. Nevertheless, this didn't stop your delusion and you were still convinced you had done something wrong and that the world was angry with you. Exhausted over the ordeal, I lay with my head on your bed and shut my eyes. It was then I heard something moving about in the room. At first, I thought it was a nurse coming in to check on you. But if it was human, why was it black all over? And why couldn't I see its face? As this strange spectre walked towards your bed, I pulled myself upright and sat back in the seat still hoping that I was just seeing a nurse with long dark hair and black clothes. Afraid to talk in case it noticed me, I kept quiet, but nothing felt right. Why would a nurse creep in like that? And why was it all in black? As it leant over you, I heard a strange sigh, as though it was sucking the soul out of your body. I must have blacked out in terror, because the next thing I knew it was morning and you were smiling at me as though nothing had happened. You never remembered the night of terror, but from then on, you seemed different and became irritable at the slightest thing. You didn't want to talk about your feelings, and I assumed the drugs were causing your mood swings. I never told you about that dreadful night, but I have never forgotten. Thankfully, you recovered enough to travel up and down the East Coast, and we moved to Cairns. Over the next three years, you became withdrawn and unfriendly. The man I had fallen in love with was gone. Where was the man who made me laugh until I cried? Where was the man who would draw me softly into his arms and love me? He was no more. He had gone. Instead, you became a stranger with a bizarre thoughts. Ten years later, the cancer came back and took you away forever. Goodbye, my friend. I shall hold your hand in the next life, whenever that might be. Tortured soul. You imagine some dark conspiracy and fancy flights of mind, yet free you want to be, but you are trapped and blind. Life does not conspire against you. Don't you see the madness of these ideas? I wish I could help you break away from your crazy fears. Each time I speak to you, you seem to sink much deeper. I cannot help you now. You are your only keeper, but still I reach out hopefully wishing you could see that you are trapped inside your mind, your own worst enemy. You live in a tortured world of delusion and imaginings. I hate to see your pain with the misery it brings. Helpless, I watch in horror as you yield to your tortured soul. You allow evil entities to draw you into their hell. Grace Lee